0: From Noble Robot on East Hennepin Avenue in Runescale, Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Alan Burns Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steven McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. In this episode, we talked with Andrew Ikey, Chief Operating Owl and Cable Slinger at Alchemy Labs, to discuss the state of VR in 2022. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start.
1: You read off the whole year, 2022. Yeah. yeah, you let you felt you had the time to do it.
2: I did have the time this to do it. The year it. of our Lord. <laughs> okay, we got to redo it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Welcome to the show, Andrew. It's good to have you. Hey. <laughs>
0: thanks for uh, thanks for getting us on the calendar, especially after you moved like three days ago.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, I'm notorious for not checking my calendar really. <laughs> But I stuck with it. I'm here. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah.
1: For sure.
4: Appreciate
2: that. Uh,
1: so speaking of things Alan said in the intro, um, you're the cheap operating owl at Alchemy, and that's very cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, maybe just give our listeners a little quick overview of uh, Alchemy and what you do there.
2: Yeah, so Alchemy Labs, we are a VR game studio. We've been around since really... The dawn of this phase of consumer vr um we created a game called job simulator that many people know we created a spiritual successor called vacation simulator we worked on a game called rick and morty virtual Reality, created that and most recently we uh created a game called cosmonious high and so alchemy labs we believe in vr for everyone no exceptions and uh you know we're kind of forging ahead with our vision of the future of vr and what it can be If you don't know our games, our studio focuses on something uh, we like to call VR the near. So it's a lot of like interaction, seeing how things work in the very close space, as well as being able to kind of manipulate and play out the promise of VR, right? As silly as it sounds, like, pour yourself a glass of water, pour in another liquid, watch it mix together and drink that liquid. And then we're a humor studio, so possibly burp. Possibly (laughs) barf. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I want to I want to drop some
1: uh, praise on that as a concept because I think um, when you say the current phase of consumer VR, it is when you say the dawn of people are like well, there was VR in the '90s. Um, it's interesting because I think going back to that time, the the like everyone's searching for interaction models and what will be fun in VR once you get over the fact that it's stereoscopic, you know, uh, a presence. And I think um, I think Alchemy has done the best job of 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 saying like what will be fun. And like, and because there's a lot of novelty to it and you look at a game like Job Simulator and you're like, oh, it's just, it's tons of novelty all packaged in a box. Once you play it, there's a lot, there's a lot more like thought that goes into it, I think, that from the outside can look kind of just like a bunch of fun little like things to play with, little toy interactions. Mm -hmm. But I've always admired that level of depth that is, I think, hard for other people to achieve. And as by way of proof, my my nephews, I bought them a VR headset after them for years, saying every time I saw them, "Did you bring your VR, uh, <laughs> Uncle Mark?" And I finally bought them a VR headset, and the first thing they wanted was like, "Can we get job simulator?" Yeah. And, so the, and then like they were not interested in any other. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's a, and that's a, that's like that's a very common story we hear right, mm-hmm. from that, and I think I think when when you really think about why it it hits a lot, and we hit really well with all ages, but. You know, with kind of that that adolescent and you know teen, not under thirteen because that's not supported by the headset. So if somebody's playing it under thirteen, I don't know about it. <laughs> right, but right. Right. Yeah. Basically, the the younger you go, you got to think about like think of a Fisher Price stove set, but it works <laughs> mm-hmm. right, and you can cut things and you can eat things, right? And so you really complain to that. And a lot of what we think about um, when we're designing our games is like, what are you role playing, and how does that How does that play out? And how can we really dig into that? And I think that that's the depth, right? That's the hidden depth that you're looking at there is, right? On on the surface, it looks like a bunch of little vignettes or a bunch of mini games or or whatever you want to describe it as these little interactables. But really what we're doing is we're creating a space for you to role play. Mm -hmm. and, And we're really trying to push you into that. And that's where the depth comes in. Yeah
1: yeah i think there's too much vr excellent vr experiences that are video games but in vr yeah and i don't and that's not it doesn't seem like that's what you guys make and i think that
2: right and it's it's you know are you really doing the medium of service i mean right i think you know we could we could really get into it there's something to be said about if you design a controller like a gun it shouldn't be a shock that all the games turn out to be guns Mm -hmm. yeah but which is most controlled but but furthermore right like you know, I think it's very easy, and we find ourselves in this trap too. When you're making these games, to start using the design language of every game that came before you, right. and while those have like lots and lots and lots of use, right, all all of that language, you need to also take a step back and enjoy the novelty of VR, mm-hmm. right? And I love that you used the term novelty because we still talk about it. there's still a lot of novelty. If you look oh yeah. In the and we're kind of get we're kind of like preempting the topic that you're talking about, but in the larger industry, novelty is still by far the, the leader right in terms yeah. of how things sell mm-hmm. you know blade, blade and sorcery is like the number two like beat Saber is number one game blade and sorcery is number two right and mm-hmm. and it's it, it's not an accident right both those enjoy a level of novelty there's something cool and fun about cutting things to the beat and there's something cool and fun about a sandbox of sharp objects yeah right <laughs> and that's and, the, and, and blade and sorcery is a really cool sandbox of sharp objects with like rag dolls that you get to like stab with the sharp objects and that's awesome that is not i'm not trying to be reductive right yeah. i think that i'm trying to say that like that novelty really plays well to the media mm-hmm. and that's where i see a lot of developers like start going wayward when they're like oh no but we need systems and systems and you need this and this and this like you're playing some crazy jrpg x bullet hell and yeah. it's like <laughs> People don't even know where they're standing yet. Like, yeah. let them get their bearings here. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's really <laughs> fascinating, because, like, yeah, I uh, because the, the medium, well, part of it, I think, is the medium is also relatively young, so you can kind of get away with more simpler games. People aren't expecting a lot of depth right now, right? Maybe? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. but
1: I think there's more but, to hey, it, Stephen. No, no,
2: no. I, 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 mm. I, I, th- I think you're right to, to okay. a degree, but I also think that what we haven't found is the depth of our media. Sure, right? sure. In, mm. in, in, in terms of the way that, like, you know, what were people doing with phone games, right, mm-hmm. when iPhone came out, right? They were just doing exactly what you said, twin sticks, same progression systems, same yeah. everything that made up the design language that made up that game, those games, was just put onto the phone. And then it turns out, what did the phone need? Still complicated and interesting and deep systems, but right. they, they surface completely different mm-hmm. yeah, than yeah. what yeah. you see on, like, the, the PC. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think also the depth doesn't always come from, like, the the, the actual systems design or the code. Yes. Because think about, like a, like, a tabletop role-playing game. Like, sometimes you do throw out the rules and just kind of play in this the space between players. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is where a lot of that depth comes from. And I think yeah. virtual reality is like that because you think of – people describe – I mean, it's in the title, right? Job Simulator. But, like, virtual reality games aren't really simulators in the, in the way we think of as a, as a game genre, yeah. where, where they use systems to replicate actual things.
0: Approximate. Right. right. Approximate.
1: Yeah. It, the, the, the approximation techniques are different in VR.
3: Right. Yeah. And so
1: you could see, like, oh, uh, this is just literally picking up things. This isn't complicated. Mm-hmm. But actually, to do that in another video game, you'd need a lot of systems to do that. Right. And then you would praise that as having a lot of mechanical depth.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a fascinating way of looking at it. Yeah. and there's the discrete input problem mm-hmm. that comes. So, so we talk about this a lot with with folks is uh, you know who are new to the medium is the discrete input problem is the pickup thing that you're talking about, right? Even in um, PC RPG Western style one that's very complicated, right? You still go up and you press like E or you press X yep. on your controller and you you pick something up, mm-hmm. right? And that's it. But When we're talking about this, like, pickup could mean a million things, right? I'm going to click a button, but I might click it when I'm close to an object. I might click it when I'm far away. One of the things we found out with Rick and Morty is that people have all these different mental models for how things work in the physical world. And if you don't abstract them, it gets chaotic and we have to work through that. So... The first thing you do in the Rick and Morty game is you if you turn on a dryer, right? And most people view turning on a dryer's knobs like turning a key in a car, right? Mm-hmm. It's a twisting motion with your wrist. Yeah. But some people view it like turning a crank, right? Mm-hmm. They use the they use the 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 axis, the center spinning point, to like brace the the edge of it. So it's almost like spinning crank. So they do this oh. kind of wide circle with mm-hmm. their hand.
4: Oh, okay. Right. We
2: have to support both of those because <laughs> yeah. you can't tell somebody, hello, you are 28 years old and you have turned a dial wrong your whole life. <laughs> right. Because <This> it <thing> works. <laughs> it like they, they, when they turn the dial in a dishwasher or a washing machine, the dial actually turns, yeah. right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's not like their mental model is any less correct, right? it's just different. yeah. And so the, these are the kinds of things that, like, we're still figuring these things out. Yeah. We don't get you know, and there was a time I talked to, there was a guy, Noel Bushnell who used to work for Google, and I talked to him and he was like, we didn't even know if avatars could work. Like, you yeah. on a screen? Who are you? Are you a <laughs> person? Are you this? And so it's like, well, I feel like we're in that state. We're like, we don't even know if this works. Like, mm. yeah. you turn a knob, does it turn in real life? What's a knob? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because you have to engineer that feedback. In You know, there's the, the world gives you physical feedback. Yeah. You turn the knob, whether you're turning it like a weirdo, mm-hmm. with you know like it's a crank, or if you're turning it like a normal person when you're <laughs> rotating your wrist. Okay. Um, draw
1: a line in the sand there. Uh-huh. I'm
0: biased. So very,
2: very strong opinions.
0: <laughs> a- at me. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> it's the meanest moment of Nice Games Club ever. <laughs> um, yeah, the world gives you feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Like you turn the knob, and the dryer makes a sound, or right. it starts, or yeah. you know, you hear the water start moving. But all that feedback has to come, you know, that has to be built into your VR system. And right. you just, it's so interesting—is it? I, it feel like it would require you to be thinking about the real world in such a different way. Yeah. You know, I think any any art work. Anything when you're creating art is going to do that to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but like so minute. I think the requirement for designing in VR just re- must require you to get so minute with the way that you're thinking about things.
2: It it does, but it it also we can we can abstract certain things, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we get a, we well, when we figure it out, right? So, you Ooh. know, the the thing about designing objects in VR is it's closer to industrial design than it is to game design. Oh and, or to UX design. It's Mm -hmm. industrial in that, like you're making a physical thing. So if you make your desk too tall, you're going to give someone carpal tunnel. Like you have to deal with ergonomics, (laughs) right? Yeah. So all our desks are adjustable in certain things because that's a part of our accessibility push. But when we're thinking about these things, right, we're trying to think of an abstraction. And then if we notice ourselves doing the same thing over and over again, we we tend to uh, like... Turn it into a system at that point. Mm. So right. dials, we found out after a while, it's like, oh yeah, we use dial all over. And you sound is one of the biggest indicators, right? That's the cheater indicator for haptics. Your brain will make up, like you can buzz the controller a little bit, that definitely helps. Mm-hmm. But your brain'll count it if you make it sound right. Yeah. If the <laughs> visual feedback right. and the audio feedback match, your body will be like, I turned that dial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <didn't> like that. <laughs>
1: Right there. I mean, it's not it's not dissimilar to how games abstract interaction, except it requires a, a, a totally different approach. So I've played a lot of VR games where I quickly learn, oh, there's lots of scenery and props in this virtual space, but I can only pick up the things that X, right? The game right. will teach you what is interactable. And some games go uh, like a whole hog approach and they're like everything is is, you know. Uh, governed by physics and some things like, oh, that's definitely just molded into the wall. I can't, I can't tilt that picture on the wall, right? Yeah. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't, uh, there's this uh, cubicle wall, I can't wobble it, right? There are things, and you, you sort of, you pick that up as a game player, you have the same instincts. But in in VR, it it the, 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 um, the, the the negative feedback of getting that wrong of like I should be able to pick that up is so much more of a of a struggle mm. than in a, a third person action game sure. where like you you bump up against a, like a potted plant and it you act as if it's like a solid rock yeah. Like that doesn't really bump you the same way as a video game player because you're you're taught about all of those abstractions for years and years and years right but in the physical space it's a little harder to take and so you. I imagine that just the challenge is a lot harder and the solutions are a lot different.
2: Yeah, and our philosophy is very maximalist. And we believe yeah. that that's the promise of VR, right? It's like every time that the game has to tell you you, you can't and doesn't do that. So we talk about affordances a lot. Mm-hmm. The game affords you something. And if you believe you can do it, and this is part of our playtesting, right? We just watch people and we wait for them to have like a, a sigh or like, <laughs> and, and then we And then we make it work. Right. And so so we we want to afford the player playing out the, the VR experience because that's really what's magical about VR and that's really what leans into it. Yeah. And we call what you're saying is that we summarize as what's the water bottle problem, right? So when you think about VR, right, you have a water bottle on a desk. And if you can't pick it up, that sucks. And then you can pick it up. It has a cap, so you should probably be able to take the cap off, right? right. If you pick it up, it has a cap. It has water in it, so you should probably be able to pour the water out. Mm-hmm. You should be able to drink the water. You should be able to put more water in the bottle, yeah. right? And so this is the rabbit hole, right? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. far down do you go? And then alchemy's out is we use a joke, right? If we mm-hmm. hit, if we hit like as far as we're willing to go, we're like <laughs> we're done. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like our probably our most our most like famous like joke out was there was a door like when we made rick and morty there was a garage and Mm. you you can't make the garage anyway but it it, what it is because it's literally in the show it's almost a character yeah Mm -hmm. and there's a door and it's like, oh, crap, there's a door. That means there's a knob, and we have to turn the knob, we have to open the door. And the worst part about that would be, like, you go to open the door, and it doesn't work, and it's like, right. uh video games, you know? Mm. So we just made the knob pop off, because there's, <laughs> like, a in-universe in, in universe thing that just says real fake doors. The knob pops off and says real fake doors. And it's like, ha, 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 that's fun. At yeah. least you. <laughs> we, like, we, like, we, like, tipped our hat to the player. We yeah. said, okay, yeah, we, we see you, right? We understand what you're trying to do, and we want to reward you for doing
4: that
1: mm-hmm. right right and you use the language of the property that you were that you were working with uh yeah. to, to deliver I mean, that message whereas i mean it aligns pretty well with i think the, the company's humor generally yeah so yeah. maybe you got a little That's bit lucky there but but the the task is when you when you do that joke out um or whatever out you have it needs to be appropriate to the world you're building mm-hmm. right to the to the tone you've set already so that when you tell the, the player that they can that they can follow you along with it they can they can, they can agree with you that that was the right way to handle it, right?
2: Right, right, or just don't do it, right? That's yeah. the other thing. If you don't want a water bottle, don't put it on the table. Right? right,
4: right.
2: You know, we were talking about a picture, right? There's a lot of ways to mount a picture on a wall. If you make the art of a picture tilted, like, the okay, not to put somebody on blast, but like the the... <laughs> The thing that like got us is like so no, this is a famous example right it's yeah. like the oculus rug for a long time was just folded yeah right yeah. in oculus home right this is like everybody who plays vr was like the i'm in the, my quest and i see this rug is folded on the ground and i can't unfold it right, right? had they just not folded it it would have never implied that it afforded folding or unfolding right, it yeah. would have driven nobody nuts right, right. they would have been like oh it must be a piece of static geometry. It's just the carpet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in real life, we don't pick up the carpet a lot, right? Right. Usually not. Yeah. <laughs> we try not. I mean, we try our best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you mentioned playtesting, and and we're talking about like the way different people approach the same things. So I think this is a good segue to the the question that Ellen you wanted to ask. At the top.
0: <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to ask you. Well, we we talked about this briefly at the beginning before we started the recording. But what what's the most embarrassing thing you've seen somebody do in VR?
2: So I have I have I have two like light and and like light and heavy right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Fun, right? <laughs> the full right. gamut. The, the full the 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 full the full gamut. So you know, in VR, a lot of times we see we see people they mistake. You know, the, the fact that they're in the world and they see it and they're like, we see a lot of like dropped controllers mm-hmm. or kick things. But like, you know, the best is, you know, you we you, we had to do this whole, sh- you do this whole spiel, right? You are know, like, hey, don't, there's like literally a laser wall appears, right? And you make them walk to the wall, right? Yeah. We have a whole procedure when we do VR demos. So we're like, you see the wall, don't go through the wall. And then... Just somebody when we were doing Rick and Morty, they wanted to go through the portal full speed and they oh, no. didn't care about the wall. <laughs> oh. And they ran and they like dove headfirst oh. through it as oh. if that they wow. and, but it's it's VR. So it just went plop right in the ground. Uh, that's goodness. That's adorable. It's, a, it's wow. a testament
1: to early. the immersion. <laughs>
2: yeah. That that's like er, this one's quick though. Early, early days of VR, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh like. It's really immersive, right? And mm-hmm. if, if for those, if for your listeners who haven't done it, you should do it. Check it out, the Quest Two. But you know, if you get a really good pair of headphones too, and you're like in the headset, like you're gone. You yeah. don't know where you are. It's like being in a casino. There's no clocks on the wall. You're another world, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Well, <laughs> well, if you fart in VR, you fart in real life. Oh. <laughs> 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 and we put someone in a demo and they were like I'm somewhere else and there's nobody around me. Oh gosh. And they just like they just like let her rip. Oh, and, yeah. You know, but oh, and, and you can't you can't just like start like gagging or laughing or anything cuz then they can hear you and they know what it happens It's very yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. And and I you know, I think it was like during press demos or something so it's probably somebody we want to have like a conversation with after. Oh gosh. <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: Whew. That's so interesting. I'm, so
2: we we really relaxed them, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it worked. Yeah. Immersion, immersion works.
1: It's so interesting because I think immersed. one of the things that VR for me, like I, I, I this is maybe everyone has approached it differently, but like I don't play VR a lot by myself. Hmm. I I like to play when everyone takes a turn like at, a, sure. at, a, at when I have friends over. Mm. And so the pandemic has really laid waste to a lot of that experience in my life. Oh, yeah. And everyone, not everyone is th- is like that, but I, but enough, I think enough people are. Because I think about that a lot when you're playing, someone is playing a VR game and everybody else is on the couch waiting their turn and watching, whether it's being cast on the screen or not. And there's a lot of communication back and forth, and that's part of the fun. Yeah, but that isn't immersive, right? It's, it's, right. It's like you have the it's like you have a headset to the people in the van out on the street or whatever way you're doing your mission.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: there's something to that, but um, it is it just when you describe that like that that blooper um, and how, how people can be really really immersed and just forget the world is around them. I just thought, oh, that isn't how I normally experience VR. But I engineer that experience, mm-hmm. like I like to to sort of d- deny myself that part of it, I guess. Sure. Which is just another another way of saying my getting around to my point, which is that even when you make the game and play test it, you actually don't fully know how people are going to be experiencing it, right? Because there's so many variables outside more so than other types of games mm-hmm. i mean yeah you could be playing in a you know you have like tons of roommates and it's a big busy living room or whatever yeah um or you could have the sound on or off there's lots of different variables in games generally about how you experience it but more so i think in vr right and that definitely has to go into like how people experience and it may be mm-hmm. feedback you never get from your
2: audience yeah and i mean we that's why we like look really carefully at at forums and twitter and mm-hmm. social media right we have our discord I mean we find out all sorts of crazy things that people do. Like there for a while there was this piece of software back when VR was super expensive where you could like hook your phone up and I guess two Wiimotes and you play. <laughs> and our <laughs> game didn't work for obvious reasons. Yeah, like, that's not going to work. Or you have somebody where they're like I have VR in my bedroom and I have enough play space if I include my bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I climb onto my bed but you put something in the ground low. Cause oh, my wow. ceiling is not tall enough, right? Yeah. So it's like I have seven foot ceilings. So if I get on my bed, I can't, I can't set the space to my bed height. I have to set it to the real floor height. So can you, can you like lift up this thing that's on a chest huh. on the ground? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The picking up off the floor—that's a common one where it's like you, you didn't set it right, or there's some issue and then people just like they're just smashing their controller into the ground yeah trying to pick something up
2: huh. you know kind of the way that that's evolved right is you know we originally did this kind of like hover system where it popped up and then you know my opinion Half-Life Alex solved it right mm-hmm. and and they use this like fishing line thing where you like say you grab the item and there's like almost a line to it and then you flick your wrist back like you're flicking a fishing rod back and it flies towards your hand and you catch it yeah. feels so good we just used it in Cosmonious high. Just took it. I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend like we didn't. Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. And but it was good. I mean, it solved the problem, right? Because you could do it from two feet, or you could do it from twenty feet. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then those are like the interaction models, like the the mouse pointer or whatever. Right. It becomes standardized, and that's that. The, the, and the the game designer has struck between: Do I adopt standards or do I invent systems? Like, because. Even even after this many years in this modern era, of VR, there isn't a standardization for every kind of interaction. Right,
0: no, it's just there's so much. Good no, content. I mean we're yeah. we're
2: very far from sta- I We don't we we've kind of standardized around a controller, but then we yeah. You know, there's hand tracking, which is a whole other right. piece. And and you know I think that we're we're figuring it out still. So yeah. that's why like I'm not I'm not certain that the mouse has been invented yet for VR or something right. like that yeah. like we we got the screen right we know that much we got the keyboard right but mm-hmm. i'm not sure we've finished with interaction
1: method mm-hmm. yeah yeah right all the controllers are the same now they started out wildly different from hardware makers they're all the same now right. and it and nothing's really changed mm. like it's not any easier from game to game platform to platform than it was i guess yeah um, partly because when they were all different then we they were designed around the common denominator right? A pointer and a trigger. And that's still kind of where we're at for a lot of like what the expectations are for minimal use for a piece of software. Right.
2: Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, this this paradigm has predated the current version of consumer VR, right? Yeah. It's, you know, the move controllers predated the current version of mm-hmm. VR and mm-hmm. the Wii modes you, you can go back from there. So, yeah, it definitely, it definitely is, um, you know, it, it's interesting, and I and and we have thoughts on where things are going, and and you know, and I'm sure everybody does, right? But uh, you know, I'm just not as I'm just not as certain. It's a you know, take a dual shock and split it in half, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So there aren't these standards yet, but we've been having that conversation for a couple of years. Talk a little bit about maybe the things that you thought were 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 solidifying that still remain wide open and tangled? Or just what's changed since that, you know, 2016 era where we where, where were just, we were, I mean, there were every, like half the GDC talks about VR in, in 2017 were, let's agree on some stuff, guys. <laughs> and, and I feel like, we're I think we're done thinking we can get that done in a year yeah. as an industry. Yeah. But, um, but what has changed since that conversation started?
2: So when you think of like computing, right, as a as a high level concept, right, back in the day there was a company that made copiers, Xerox, and then they came up with this thing called the UI, right, the user interface. They did it. Apple took it. You could say stole, whatever you want to say, right. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, right, that what what eventually grew out of this was this concept of that they call widgets, right, mm-hmm. or or basically common denominator interaction, interactable elements. And when you look at apps today, right? That that is how we build apps on the on the phone, on the computer, right? And even in the modern day where we like secretly all apps are websites, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like Discord, we're on Discord. That's a website, mm-hmm. right? Running in an app container, but it still uses the same things: mm-hmm. buttons, dropdowns, those things, right? Those are those are common elements, widgets, UI library, whatever you to call we don't have that. Every VR developer starts with like engine, right? <laughs> and it's it's like, it's like, cool. So we're one step above like blitting pixels to the screen, right? <laughs> we have, we have like, here's a 3d space for you to work in. And you know where your controllers are and what buttons are being pushed. I guess good luck. right? <laughs> it's like, the, it's like the mouse back in the era when you would like watch 80s this is gonna date me but you watch like 80s they'd be like check out this person designing a bridge and the mouse was like on a plotter thing and it had like all these attachments on it right yeah so no one no one stepped up to even do that so we have like all these struggles because we don't even have a common design language right we, mm-hmm. we haven't figured that out so i think what's changed is we've we've solidified a few things right we know that there is a a subset of people that are like, we like, like essentially the 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 battle for uh, locomotion has ended in a stalemate of thirty standard. Yeah, right. We're like, good, we're good, <laughs> and we just no one solved it, and we're just gonna live with that. Yeah, right. We got, you know, like alchemy's taking the stance that we're like teleport only, and I'll debate that till I'm blue in the face. Some studios are like. Some studios are like, let's make fun of the teleport only people. We're <laughs> running around, and some studios are like, you swing your arms, and we're arm swinger. And that, that yeah, feature, right. <laughs> yeah. And, but all, but all we've decided on is like, no, it's not. It's nothing, right? It's right. nothing, and we're there are it,
1: camps. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. That's the best we can do. Yeah.
2: And 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 at best, the way the way that I'm seeing this play out is, it's like, it's like third person controls, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be debated, like from from Mario sixty four till like assassin's creed 2 it was like no one knows how to do a third person either. make four more gdc talks about third person <laughs> cameras right <You> know? <laughs> yeah and, and, and then now it's much more stable right yeah. so i mm-hmm. think we were, we're we just accepted we're in it for the long haul on that one yeah um with the lack of widget libraries we end up with a lot of laser pointers and stuff like that so that's what you see right mm-hmm. it's like this like people don't know how to build something in vr and a lot of times my argument is the the best way is the hardest right so mm. diegetic design right like yeah. make the thing physical right yeah. Yeah. you have the physical medium why the coolest thing is not to pop up a bunch of screens around you i have a bunch of screens around you. right right screen in my past life i have a screen on my, <laughs> my wrist yeah. yeah. i have enough screen yes <laughs> right like why do my menus have to be like i click in some nebulous white space of what's clearly a website but now in vr <laughs> and then flick my wrist up like i have a giant finger that like touches <laughs> the screen right yeah and then, yeah yeah i mean that's what the laser pointers are right mm-hmm. so that's why Al- at alchemy we try to be like no like levers and switch- like everybody everybody talks about like oh this steampunk world where everything's dials and switches would be so awesome and then we're like okay here's the opportunity for you to make the steampunk world where everything is dials and switches and they're like you know, what would be better the next generation, but where they can't touch the screen, <laughs> like just like it's like, oh, oh look, it's the L car system, but no, 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 you can't touch it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you just point, you just point at it, and you click. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, and I think that I think that that's kind of going further further into it. And so, I, you know, my my one of my opinions is right. The reason why you don't see a lot of alchemy cell games, or well, you see a lot of shooters, right? Is shooters have a very simple interaction model. Mm-hmm. You, you, the button gets depressed a certain percent, and out comes projectile yeah. of some sort, right? Or sword, right? Doesn't even need a button. You just <laughs> have sword. You swing sword, yep. right? So somebody's got to figure out a lot of these things, like grabbing and levers and stuff. And the, and the, I think the problem that we have here, right, is that nobody wants to do it, right? <laughs> it's this, like it's like this standoff between everybody, yeah. right? And, and I even had meetings with everybody, and they're all like, oh, maybe we're thinking about it, or we don't want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So you end up with like, <clears throat> Unity makes a system that's like half of what it should be, but not quite. And then Oculus makes a system that's half of what it should be, and Sony does, and mm-hmm. Unreal does, and everybody's kind of half-made a system, and they're all hoping that somebody else's becomes the system so they can just like, Slink back into the bushes and be like, all right, they'll have to deal with the problems of maintaining the user interface. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Right. So yeah. it's like, you can't, like, if I told you today, like, we do this all the time in VR Games, go and make a game with a button in it that you can hold, like a buzzer. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to take you eight hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. to get to buzzer. Yeah. Just to get to buzzer. So. Uh, you know, this is, this is where it is like some some frameworks are like only on like certain angles, buttons work, right? And so that's that's what I'm saying is the issue, right? And then the poor people who are trying to unify it are like these like awesome open source folks or, you know, small companies that are like, here's our shot at it. And then it's like, every person who uses it is going to be like, uh, so my boss told me I had to make something in VR. I've never made a video game before. Can you Please help me debug Unity, right? Mm-hmm. And And so that's like, that's kind of the wall that we're facing is we're is we're kind of stuck in this. There's like no one's incentivized yeah. to yeah. bring that forward. Yeah. Now, yeah. the darker side of that is like you could argue that, well, they'll just build their own framework and, you know, like arguably maybe Meta's building their own framework. But that framework's called Horizon. And then you mm-hmm. we all become a Horizon developer. And that's it. And that's our right. future, it, right? It, where like, does the, the standard stop? Yeah. Right. Right. You want you want your button buzzer thing? Sure, you can make it in 10 minutes in Horizon.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And you're like,
2: "Uh-oh." <laughs> right. And but <laughs> that's a level that's a that's like a deeper level but you'll a lot comes with it, right? Yeah. Right. It's not like you go download the Windows SDK and you get the magic drop-downs in it. It's like you're accepting Meta and all that comes with Meta.
1: Right. Right, right. right. I wonder if the as you described like the the the, the, you know, the, the steampunk world of dials and switches. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, like, early on, a conversation about local motion and about interaction. There was kind of a brief blowback where it's like, you know what, maybe abstraction and laser pointers are the solution. Maybe we have figured this out already because people don't want to swing their arm to choose a, a, a gameplay option. They want to press a button to do that, and they're used to minimal physical motion to do that. So there's that trade-off, right? If you want a, a world of dials and switches, you need the trade-off of it will be physically more annoying for the user to do right. than moving their mouse and clicking a button. And I think people are not willing to admit those trade-offs, right? So if you if you standardize around, let's make it, let's, let's make it as efficient and 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 system-like as possible. Uh laser pointers, you just have to move your wrist a little bit. There's, you know, uh, like all of that, well, that's great, but that, then why is it even VR? And then on the other hand, it's like, well, let's make this fully like product design, like you're you're working a machine. Well, then isn't that wasting a lot of the user's time, especially if it's not gameplay activity? And I think people maybe are trying to solve the problem rather than trying to pick a side. Is that is that a fair assessment? I,
2: so hmm. I I think I don't necessarily know how to answer that question, but I can I can answer in in. kind of a broader stroke here, right? I don't think you have to make those sacrifices because the other thing you're allowed is to not exist in a perfect geometry world, Mm -hmm. right? And we do this all the time. So yes, if you lay out every option to the game in every menu, right? And you have this huge line of buttons, it turns into that like Pixar short with the alien with like a million switches trying to figure out which (laughs) switch, right? And it is exhausting but you don't have to live in that world right the buttons can be as big or small as you want and you can also flip things all the time so in cosmony time we have a backpack and it has a zipper and it changes the face of the backpack
4: mm-hmm. people
2: are willing to see that so it's like a little mix of like yeah. you're switching which screen you're in it's almost like a different tab yeah. but it uses the physical the physical medium right and, right and i think to the point of the laser pointer versus so so if you think the, big, the best way to think of this is in the most abstract, right? A single button in a laser pointer feels kind of crappy versus mm-hmm. a single button that you hit, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we know this, right? Light switches haven't gone away. There's lots of yeah. like physical, mechanical interactions that we perform in this universe that have not just vanished overnight, even with the fact that we could turn all our light switches into touchscreens. You know, right nothing is stopping us they're out there you could go buy them today Yeah. um but they i think there's a balance to be had there where you could take the lessons of user experience and the lessons you know the the product lessons right we made everyone at alchemy a, a year ago if they want to opt in, read the design of everyday things
0: i was just thinking donald about norman's that book, book.
4: <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, yeah.
2: Don, it's donald norman's book and if you're if you ever want to make anything mm-hmm. you should read that mm-hmm. because the way it describes intent versus error is like second to none and then it breaks your brain and you walk around and yell at things all day yes this This could be better right you could never walk through a door again right right but the point is it's 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 iterative and the process is iterative and you can take the lessons that you have learned in ux right so Three clicks, right? We know this. Three clicks is the maximum that people are going to do.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Fine. It's three interactions, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: We can do that. We could surface the 99% of things. Literally, I had this conversation with my developers two weeks ago, right? Where we were building a thing and whatever we're working on next that I can't talk about. And <laughs> But that thing that we're building, I was like, the first thing you need to show me is the thing I want to do the most. Yeah. Just like Twitter shows the timeline first. Right? Right. I, back in the day before I was at Alchemy, I worked on I worked uh, at a consulting firm. I worked at I made the IRS's app. So if you ever use the IRS's app, like I made that app, right? I didn't update, and like we had this big argument in the with the IRS as me as this consultant, and I was like, everybody just wants to know where their refund is. And yeah. they're, like that's crap. We should put a menu. And they actually said we're gonna think outside the box and put a menu up. And I was, oh, like, no, okay. This is <laughs> chaos, but we got them to do it. We're like they're like 99.9% of people open the IRS app and say I want to know where's my refund. And so why don't we just put that screen up first? And so even today if you go in the IRS's IRS to go, you click go on, on it 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 will pop up the where's my refund screen. But the same thing applies in VR just because it's a physical switch I don't think changes the the why, right? Right. Yeah. just don't don't design that. Like we our character creator in, in vacation simulator is all buttons, but it it's almost like it's on a treadmill, right? So mm-hmm. you can, like roll through these buttons. Yeah, are Not yeah. stuck with like hundred and twenty, you know, <laughs> hairstyles. Yeah, yeah. And then we and then we made it playful. That's the other thing you can do in VR that yeah. you can't do. It. Mm-hmm. You're like it, like it plays like tones, so it's actually like fun. Yeah, vacation.
1: yeah. Right. Any any uh, drawback from having to like hold your arms up as you interact? you can you can pay for that by giving the user yeah the playful interactions making it more enjoyable to engage with which again comes from product design right um to like make something right. less and, annoying to use make it more fun to use yeah
2: you yeah. know and and ergonomics are real and they still apply right and yeah. movies suck don't use movies for inspiration right mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's number one yes. every time i <laughs> i've to a studio and they're like we made iron man or we made minority report which was around forever and ever and thank god is dead and gone We did Minority Report. You're like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Cruise, a man who lifts weights all day, can hold his arms up for eight minutes straight. Yes, Uh of course he can, right? The rest of us can't. Yeah. 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 It still still matters, right? We haven't started putting our keyboards vertical yet. Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think the one, the biggest failure that I've experienced uh, in that is uh, Microsoft HoloLens' AirTap. Did you ever use Mm -hmm. that? Yes. You, you have to just hold your – because it has to be within the field of vision of the camera. Your hand is in front of you, and you just hold it out like it's a mouse cursor, and you tap. And the tapping is not so difficult. It's just your arm gets tired very quickly. Yeah. Just- and moving your hand in and out, you know, to drop your hand when you don't need it. But you keep your hand up because you might need it at any moment. And, it like, it's just right. such a poorly – like, I'm sure it was a compromise, but it it felt to me like – a, a noble failure in, 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 a, in an interaction attempt. It turned a lot of people off of, of that kind of interaction for for AR stuff, like the, the sort of controller-free, you know, before the world of you know before we do proper finger tracking, right?
2: Well, and I think I think that was really the that's like the, the trick that Meta has done really well, right? Mm-hmm. To give them kudos is if you ever are a person who's done a lot of AR, right? You have this very specific pinch pickup thing, right, where you hold your hand a little sideways a little up a little out and you pinch items because that's the way you know the camera can see you closing and for years every headset hololens uh the headset that was called meta before meta became meta right yeah all those so confusing pinch to pick up Mm -hmm. um and and figuring out how to do a grab how to see a closed hand when Mm -hmm. it's not facing you is like that that's that's the game changer that makes it feel real Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: for sure okay so we're gonna put this little thing in the middle of the show here um right. uh, you know somewhere in the middle and right. i don't know exactly where but i'm certain by now listeners will have uh, already appreciated uh, the the uh content that we've gotten from our guests so far today yeah mm-hmm. um but you should know that we get cool guests like that because we have a guest booker uh whose name is max and he's here right now max max Hi. <laughs> it's Max. Hey. Max. Hi, I'm Max. We dragged Max to the middle of the program uh, to make you all feel guilty about not being a patron of the show because Patreon is how we pay Max Absolutely. to do the job. Yes. And if you appreciate the fact that we can get cool guests, um, you know, you should be appreciating Max, one, mm-hmm. and two, you should be uh, paying his salary. Yes. Uh, <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which which is modest but you know if we could pay Max some more we could ask him to do more
2: stuff that's true that's
1: Max what more would you like to do for the show if we could afford more from you Oh man, that is a big question. I don't know. You <laughs> only my head. Oh, you well, really it, put him on the spot. Mark. I know. I know. I wasn't expecting an answer. <laughs> Listeners, if you oh, give we're us some go money, to space together,
0: yeah, go to yes. space. Right. Yes, to the moon.
1: Right. That's our ultimate goal: is as a seat on the Bezos rocket. Right. right. For Max. No, so we gotta go to the ISS directly. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. Nice games club on location. <laughs> In space. <laughs>
1: It is a real benefit to the program. Right. Since we started doing it, we got a couple of folks coming in and uh, helping us fund uh, uh, initiatives like, you know, new equipment or or uh, regular subscriptions that we have to maintain to run the show. Or in this case, our subscription to Max. Um, and the only way that happens is if some number of listeners toss us some coin. Right. So where could they do that? You can go to Patreon.com/slash Nice Games Club. Ellen.
0: Patreon.com slash Nice
1: Max, do you agree? Yeah, I think Patreon.com slash Nice That's pretty good. Head there now <laughs> and keep Max employed.
5: When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: So, what's coming in the future then? What's coming down the pipeline? Yeah,
2: I think we think alchemy. We think there's a lot of potential in hand tracking. Oh yeah, okay. And that's I've been you know I've been kind of poking at it a little bit, so we can dig into it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I want to address that. Whenever I say this, the number one thing that always comes up. So I'm just gonna jump right in front of it. Does does me saying I think hand tracking is the future mean that I think controllers are dead? No. I don't. We still type on a keyboard. We still click with a mouse. There's time and place for everything, right? Yes. We, yeah. There are still games that are incredibly, incredibly popular like Fortnite on the phone that use on-screen controls, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's dead, but what I'm saying is that I can see it becoming the preferred method of interaction for most things in VR. And the mm-hmm. reason why is friction, right? So one of the biggest uphill battles we face in VR is VR is closer to a physical activity than it is to a passive rate activity. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We and our biggest fight is mentally the time that you decide you want to do VR till the time you get exhausted of thinking about doing VR. Right. <laughs> and so back in the day it was like, I want to do VR now I got to spend 30 minutes like tinkering with a bunch of steam settings, but hopefully the stars align and then nobody DMS me on Twitter because that <laughs> notification blasts. Everyone, right? <laughs> um, and, and now we have the quest and it's, it's a lot easier, right? You just put it in the heads up, but you still have to have the controllers and, and right. If quest is like last, they reported like 10 million users, right? The tell the phone has four and a half billion users, mm-hmm. right? So if, and that's what they're looking at, right? I don't think yeah. I'm surprising anybody when I'm saying like Oculus would not Oculus, Meta would love to say we have four and a half billion VR users. Yeah. They would love to also say they're all on Quest, but you know. <laughs> right. So 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 with with that, right? When you're looking at how do you how do you reach that audience, telling somebody to put in a blindfold and then touch B requires a subset of knowledge that's so deep, right? That, that it's like, it's ingrained into some of a generation, mm-hmm. but like, you know, my wife and my parents didn't grow up playing video games, both are different, right? My wife and I are almost the exact same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my parents are older, right? They, they predate like the majority of video games, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so for them, once they put on the headset, when you say press B, right, they literally have to like lift it up or look through the nose. Yeah. Because it's a blind right? And yeah and use the sticks in this, like this is a complicated set of things that you're talking about. But when you say hand tracking, the interaction method is so straightforward, right? And and now the friction is less. You don't even have to find controllers. Mm-hmm. You just use your hands that you can use it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of potential when you look at that. And there's a lot of potential in put on the headset, put your hands out and play, Yeah. right? Now, are, are there always going to be the, the Call of Duties, the Onwards, right, those kind of things. Yes, absolutely, right, right. Mm-hmm. right. Or something that needs this like ultra, ultra precision, right? Yeah. But I think that that what you're going to see is it'll be easier to adopt. And then, honestly, just from a hardware manufacturer's perspective, if you can make a SKU that doesn't have a bunch of controllers in it, that's an expense you don't incur. Yeah. Right. Right. Just less money. Yep. That it costs. Yep. And then you make the controllers a peripheral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's 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 one of the things. The, the other things that I see right are face tracking and eye tracking and mm. um that's those are big. Now I think that I think the thing that, that gets that people get into is they get really excited about eye tracking and I think they're wrong for why they're excited, <laughs> <laughs> okay. they're excited but it's, it's not it's not as exciting as it seems, right? Because sure, okay. a lot of times people are like, oh, gaze tracking, like we know where you look, so you, we can use those for menus and stuff, but the the thing about the way that your eyes work, so, so like the the point of this podcast is going to be to break everyone's brain, so they never use their body correctly from this point. Before, right? <laughs> that was my goal. <laughs> yeah, that was my goal. So, that's that's how that's how it's got to be. Yeah. So <laughs> your eyes, whether or not you realize it, uh, never stay still. They actually like scan the room and quickly yes. build an yep. image and do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's called caustics if you're an animator where you have to make the eyes wiggle all the time. Um, and so if you say to somebody, like, you need to hold your eyes on this menu item for, like, five seconds, it's torture. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? It's it's just not natural. But what it's good for is something called foveated rendering, which is, like, if we know where you're we're looking, we can make the little spot in your eye called the fovea, which is yeah. where all the cells are. We can, like, render that really high detail and render everything else really low detail.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, The quest currently does it. It's called fixed foveated rendering. So that outside ring is, like, a little bit blurrier than the inside rings. Mm-hmm. But if we know where you're looking, we can be even more precise and therefore we could just push the hard like le- hardware that's a little bit less powerful, you can push it much further. Yep. So yeah. That's that's exciting about that. Yeah. Um but what's more exciting to me is uh in you know obviously I want more pixels, but <laughs> you know that's exciting. <laughs> so it's so more exciting is uh face tracking. Um, I think that's gonna really unlock multiplayer, right? What mm-hmm. can VR do that that other medium can? Yeah. Right. And multiplayer, other media does fabulous. Mm-hmm. Right? We know this. Mm-hmm. I mean, among us is super popular. There's not a whole lot going on with those little characters, but they're you know, mm-hmm. you get an incredible range of emotion and lots of stuff, mm-hmm. right? VR allows for a little bit more precise motion, but once you also start tracking the face, you're talking about getting Actual expression, yeah, right? yeah. That's going to be a game changer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right when, because what do we have to do to get an actual expression right now? We have to like do a Zoom call or a Discord call or yeah. something. We have to sit in front of a camera. And we have to do all these things and make sure our lighting's right and all the boxes <laughs> are moved away right? <laughs> or at least third so, out. <laughs> but but you know, once you're once you're. In there, if you had like cameras pointing at your face to actually show your expressions, you can really do some interesting things yeah. in terms of social dynamics and interaction in VR that you couldn't before, even at the single player level. Yeah. As crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds, right? Like that that would change the VTuber game. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Yeah. It's yeah like yeah. you just wear the headset. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You play your game, you wear the headset. So I you know. That's that's really exciting. I think you're going to see a lot more. Um, I'm I'm hoping the headsets move lighter, right? Yeah. Lighter, cooler, and longer battery life is really what we what we want out of there. And I'm and I hope that there's other competitors. Not that mm-hmm. I have a vendetta against against anybody. You know, Meta. Specific, you know, <laughs> yeah. I like Meta. Right? We're yeah. on yeah. Meta. We, Honestly, who else could you be that? referring to? <laughs> right? No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, their, their headsets awesome, right? It's yeah. push the industry super far forward. Uh, but it's good to have competition right yeah, right. yeah. You don't yeah. need to end up in like the internet explorer era where it's like yeah oh you know web <laughs> browsers just aren't moving forward forever because yeah there's yeah. the one right? yeah and especially all the rest
0: especially since there are like you you know we've been talking about for 50 minutes so many interesting problems that need to be solved having some competition yeah. is going to help yeah move that space forward yep. like well, you said
1: and you talk about the um like you say you don't you're not you're not saying controllers will go away, but hand tracking and like quick in and out and cheaper he- devices, like that is what's going to unlock the bigger market, which mm-hmm. will attract those competitors. Because yeah. it seems like, well, the market's so small, you should be able to get into it. But the players that are in it are pretty big and hard to compete with. Yeah. And the market's small enough that the the potential for getting a 20% market share is not so high. You have to be in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And And like... Yeah, I mean, even like Vive, which was the standard, you know, the 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 one people recommended above all others, it is not is not as big a player anymore. And I I don't know what it will take for there to be more competitors, other than the the market just being bigger, and that requires things that are not just hardcore games. Like that may be what pushed things forward, but yeah, it's sort of like. The difference between not even just a phone versus console or whatever, but just general purpose computing versus video games like um, and and I think VR. I think a lot of people have have predicted VR will be a a good use for general purpose computing, but I think it's way too much of a hurdle right now Um, and it to attract. So do you have I mean, I think you say you want more competitors, but uh, what do you think it will take?
2: So, well, there is an enormous startup cost, right? So, yeah, so while yeah. while while there's like a small market share and high excitement, right? So you have this like emerging industry, and and I'll try to stay away from like getting getting too into weird business uh, <laughs> jargon, but but it, but so you have the setup for that, but you have this really high startup cost, and the really high startup cost is the amount of machine learning yeah uh, and yeah, yeah and expertise yeah, yeah. it takes to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So to do inside out tracking takes like tons and tons of of machine learning to basically build models that can you know use four cameras to figure out where you're physically positioned in a world yeah that's all and then add in oh by the way those same cameras can also track your hands and rebuild basically functionally rebuild your hands as 3d models right so that that takes a lot of startup costs now there's you know there's always rumored headsets but the ones that we know right that that are physically in existence, right, is the, the Pico, I think, is one of the interesting headsets to watch, right, out of China. Um, they're definitely, like, a new up-and-comer, and they're kind of building a more, if if Meta is Apple with its closed ecosystem, Pica, Pico is Android with a more, like, here's a platform, build, be, DIY your headset, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some other person can, can, can build off of that if they want it. Yeah, and then we're, you know, our eyes are on, we, PlayStation, PSVR 2, very excited for that. Obviously, that one is, like, definitely controller-focused, right? Yeah, yeah. Because PlayStation, right, which is great. No. But, yeah, very excited to see to see how that turns out and where that goes and just, you know... They they get to they get to do some things as a tethered headset that that the standalones don't. Mm-hmm. Right? Really harness the computing power of the PlayStation.
1: Right, right. And that you have a kind of an expectation that it's going to be like, yeah, it's VR, but it's part of your game console, so you're going to be in your living room probably. There's some a little bit uh um less the consumer has to like figure out for themselves. Mm. Uh there's some assumptions that between you and the and the the platform maker that might help them a little bit there. Um so I think the 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 next question for a developer is yeah. what are the developer tools and workflows and like because I think about like there's the um there's a VRTK as an open source uh or maybe it was open source, but like a toolkit that could target different SDKs. And that was a a, a game changer for a lot of indies, like making VR games and game jams, like you could get started regardless of what equipment you had. Right. And but I wonder where is that going? Like, what are the standards for for workflows? What are the, how is the tooling going to get better? Will it be easier to be able to, uh, I mean, inside out tracking's helped a lot, but will it be easier to do the work at your desk um, going in and out of a VR environment? Like those are all these barriers to the developer yeah. that are similar to the barriers to a player, but kind of they're higher barriers, but you have higher motivation. Mm-hmm. And so, but it, so that it, you know, it doesn't quite meet the same, but um, where do you see the future of, of, of that going? Cause it's it's enough. It's one thing to get new players, but we need new developers.
2: Right. The era we're in right now is like the custom engine era, mm-hmm. right? It's like, sure, VRTK exists. I'm not even sure what state it's in. Alchemy has its own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so do many others, right? TurboButton friend studio of ours, they released their interaction called T Bot. Yeah. Right? It's really good. And so yeah. it's great. It's fantastic, right? They built their games off so the the thing is it's uh it's basically you know we're still in this early early day Mm -hmm. and i i think that um i think that i think that you're gonna see somebody emerge but this is what i was talking about right we have this stalemate where nobody really wants to be the one to do it (laughs) yeah like they all kind of have a little bit And so so the thing is, it's it's at what level of abstraction does it exist, right? And so the Oculus stuff, they have poses for your hands now, where they're like, we predetermine like poses, like the okay symbol or peace or whatever, right? But nobody's really taken that step and said like, we're going to provide a button, and this is how a button works. And by and large, that's because there is a split, right, Mm -hmm. in terms of, who who is making what and how and how that plays out right and so arguably you could say you know it's the engine makers problem because they're the ones making the engines and they should and ultimately that's where it it is implemented right much in the same way that like bootstrap on the web is a web problem right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you could say that it's a oculus problem but you know, Oculus would counter and or or Meta would counter and say, you know, hey, the only thing that we really control is this like C plus plus API. <laughs> so I think, I think it's going to be interesting. I think that goes back to my my horizon thing mm-hmm. and my my larger kind of the larger trend of the industry, right? Is that we're seeing a lot of these like um, games as service models being yeah. built up. Right, and you can look at it as a gradient, right? So on one side is the make a game and drop it on our service, but uh, it's whatever it is, and that's like Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. That's where they're at. Make a game however you want, whatever you want, as long as you meet our requirements. On the on the extreme other end is is you know these they call themselves metaverses. Before that, there were virtual worlds, whatever you want to call them, right? And so you have like Rec Room, mm-hmm. and you have you know Horizon, right? and these are we give you the tool and roblox roblox is like Mm -hmm. Mm great roblox is kind of a little bit more in the middle because it's a little bit more like programming it it looks kind of like unity in some ways right Mm -hmm. i'm just so what i'm curious is like i see i see a push i don't know whether it will work there's a part of me that hopes it doesn't just so we can because i i like being able to have the freedom to build what I want to build and not yeah. be yeah. as restricted. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but there is a push. How do you get more developers, right? You, you say, like, cool, we have a fully fun... You have two, two paths here. You can use Unity, use Unreal, but you're on your own. Yeah. You got to make a button, right? You <laughs> got to put two colliders intersecting with each other and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> or... Or we got buttons, we got levers, we got dials, we got it all, but it's going to go on horizon. We're going to take a bigger cut. Yeah. Right. And only people who access not just our headset, but this like larger ecosystem can use that. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I see the push. Right. And so part of it is like, why, why are many of these developers incentivized to push, put the work in, right? Unity's not incentivized. They don't make a lot of money off of, off of vr that's not i mean i'm not saying that meanly right yeah yeah they're they make it unreal same story right they don't make a lot of money up here there's just not a lot of vr right now so they haven't reached the level maybe in the future there will be enough vr that they'll be incentivized
4: mm-hmm.
2: why would uh, valve okay we can talk about valve valve's not incentivized because Valve's incentive structure is like K- chaos yeah right? <laughs> yes do whatever it is.
1: yeah yeah yes. there's no predicting what right. they will care about Dude. or do yeah
2: <laughs> right right and and like i love my steam deck right that mm-hmm. thing is awesome right but if you asked me four years ago if valve would make a handheld that plays pc games i would have been like i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah, so the it's, yeah, yeah. It's direction they could go in uh, if they wanted yeah right like mm-hmm like the arc there is too confu- and and the way they release open source software which i totally respect is the no warranties we'll never update this here's the version <laughs> yeah. okay maybe we'll update someday it's only us we accept no change requests good luck yeah 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 <laughs> fork yeah. it fork it if you want it right like yeah, that's yeah. on you um and then right so, so so thinking about the other players right there's there, there's very little incentive for a meta to say like to build this whole toolkit so somebody else could go build something that would take you away from Horizon. Yeah yeah. Right. And we've seen their vision, right? Mm-hmm. Of the of the future. So yeah. if you ask me where the new developer pipeline is, the new developer pipeline's in Roblox, it's in these these, you know, rec room and it's in Horizon. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Do do I hope it's eventually broader than that? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. I think those are very restricting. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think there's a place for that, right? Clearly, there's a market. Clearly, there's an audience. If I were like, Roblox sucks and this is stupid. Like, <laughs> we could talk about it, you know, if it if the shape of that is ethical and what it is, that's right. fine. But like, right. there is a market for like, can I make my little thing that exists within this world and put it in this broader world of things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But is that the only thing that should exist? Yeah. I don't think that's right. That's right. The only thing. Yeah,
0: and, you're just telling us what the weather looks like. You're not saying this is what the weather should be, because you know. Right, but, yeah, but exactly. I'm saying
2: like if you look at where the if you look at where the money is and if you look yeah. at where the effort is, right? Where it, where's the next VRTK? Well, it's like build your stuff in one of our like pre-boxed environments. But oh yeah, whereas before you may have got you know like the industry standard was seventy percent or some, some cut, where the majority is going to you. Mm-hmm. the scales of that is going to be very different for mm. people.
1: right right and i think that that has got to have a lot to do with the scale of of the industry cuz i mean starting in 2016 people were like oh it'll grow it, it'll grow faster it'll grow slow or whatever but everyone's was operating under the end goal of when this eventually is big what we what we're planning for it will be realized yeah but i i wonder i mean are we ready to admit a world where like the the overall size of the VR market never goes beyond fifty, hundred million people, like users, ever. Um, or, is, or is everybody still thinking that we're in the early stage and eventually there will be four billion users?
2: I mean, I think these companies have to plan like it. I don't think you get fifty percent of your company's total value. On <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I think Meta's made it pretty clear that that it's the right. big bet they're right. making for but sure. I, I,
2: i think, I think by and large right if we're if we're still moving towards these issues that's that's what we're looking for, right It's like making making that that said right is like there is some hundreds of millions that is the same size as the console market, yeah. right, when you really look at yeah it, that they you know phones as the four and a half billion is like an extreme outlier because you have to understand that like the phone in many areas of the world is a substitute for the computer right right. As yep. a complete substitute. So yeah, do I think VR will reach 4.5 billion people? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Do I think VR has a lot of headroom and might reach a billion people? I hope so. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I'm banking on. Right. That's what. I'm, that's the way we're thinking about this thing, and that's why I'm advocating for lower friction and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I think there's room for the niche, but I don't think it has to be exclusively the niche.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. That. The 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 small market can stay small, but it needs to be supported by a larger market with less friction, hmm. right? Yeah,
2: yeah, and I, and yeah, and I think that there's a lot of people who are thinking like, you know, if, if you're if you're a business, right? Say <laughs> say say you're a trillion, you were a trillion dollar company, and you are looking to capture whatever the next device is because you don't own either of the devices that anybody uses, right? Either of the platforms, right? Once you start building that thing and you start realizing it's happening, how do you how do you capitalize on it the most, right? And how do you funnel people into that? How do you create that environment? Those would be the type of things people are thinking of, and I think that's where that's where some of the comparisons start getting really interesting because when you look at the internet, right, which is the typical one we go back to, right, the internet was created by a bunch of like physics nerds, and then well, it's created by a bunch of government folks who needed to shoot nukes remotely we figured that out and then a <laughs> bunch of a bunch of like nerds at CERN who were awesome were like oh yeah what if we put like words on new <laughs> yeah yeah like we could put we could put words so you could go to that and you know that's so so it just came from a different place right? yeah, yeah yeah and it's it's and and the and the world that exists today is just not the one there I I don't know how deep you want to keep going this like like, philosophical journey I've taken you on, but, but I, but I do, I do, I do think a lot about what, what the future is for, for development. And, and if that future is, you know, I, if I, if I were, if I were in the business of making engines, I would be worried that the market that I shift in the same way that like the chip manufacturer held all the power. Oh, crap. Now the computer person holds all the power. Now this, 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 and cloud. And now we forgot the cloud. We're out in services land, Mm -hmm. right? I would be worried that there's a potential shift where it's like, oh, I am just the commodity that is used by these other players. And those other players are the ones that control everything. Mm
1: -hmm. Right, right.
2: Right. Intel used to sell a lot, a lot, a lot of chips to a lot of different very businesses. Intel sells chips to a lot of very different businesses, but where they sell the most chips are Amazon, Microsoft, Google, right? Cloud computing people, right? They've been pushed down the supply chain. Yeah. And so I'd be worried if I were, if I were like a unity or an unreal that like, how do, how do I prevent myself from being pushed on the supply chain? And, Fortnite is a great example of how do you prevent that, right? Mm-hmm. You build a platform, that, and then you strike gold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just plan for if all that.
1: else fails, just strike gold. <laughs>
2: strike gold, and then you just quadruple down on it.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Probably, that's been my plan the whole time. Glad
4: <laughs>
2: didn't yeah, know yeah. I'm on the right track.
1: <laughs> right, it's a mix of like the incentive structure of the the people who who be your customers, the developers, and then the incentive structure that you want for your own goals as a company. Like, do we want to make the tools that help other people make their things? Like, there's some people, there's some companies that have a lot of pride in t- taking that place in the market. Right. But a lot of the innovators who are trying to, like, move hardware forward and and build new platforms, things that have never existed before, they don't want to be put in that position. Yeah. Even though they're the ones in the best position to make the things mm-hmm. uh, that that would put them in that position. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, right. And I think I think that when you're, you know, when you're looking at, at what the future is, it's like don't think that this conversation isn't happening everywhere, right? Yeah. And so if you if you own the platform right now, you're like, wow, what is the future of developers? And how how do we get them to to make our platform an essential if not exclusive, right? How do we get exclusives in an age where exclusivity is like almost trite? right yeah. and and i think all those platform holders are asking the same thing right and so Microsoft's solution is just like i don't know we just back up the money truck and keep buying companies right <laughs> if we own the company nobody we own Bethesda now nobody can release Bethesda games except microsoft we own activision right and that's one solution right but mm. and, and epic solution is we build the game of all games that that's an unstoppable juggernaut and Oculus a solution or Meta solution is we build a platform that is the easiest way to launch content, mm-hmm. right? And these are all just like different ways of solving the same problem. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and they're all uh, from from the 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 developer perspective, the end user for a lot of the tools and platforms. You always feel like you're on the verge of some rug being pulled from out from under you where one of those oh, companies' yeah. master plan will be deployed. <laughs> and you don't know if it's like, should I be published? Should I be using these services? Should I be like all the things that Epic is doing uh, that is very developer friendly is a result of their position that Fortnite got them. But that is also something you kind of wish they weren't doing. Mm. And so you kind of like, well, if that's, uh, yeah. And with, with uh, like the way you've talked about meta, I think is the way a lot of developers feel about meta, which is like, it's really hard to go all in on what their vision is, even in spite of the things they have delivered for the industry and VR as a, as a medium, because you'd never quite know what, what, if you're in their plans. Yeah. Right.
2: right. And and that's not, the, that's not the, I mean, you know, I think that you see these different philosophies, so that's not to say that they've done anything. I'm not trying to put a value judgment on. Them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Just it's just the skittishness. It's just, yeah, it's just so I think you know when you're looking at these things, you have to look at it. But there, there is going to be if if Horizon pops off, right? There's going to be somebody, some developer like Roblox that was that that saw it, right? And mm-hmm. they got there first, and they get to be, you know, like the early YouTubers or the early of any of those people on on these platforms where they're, you know, we talk about the difference between right, like. A gaining user problem and an incumbency problem, mm-hmm. right? At some point, it will switch to an incumbent problem where you're trying to you the user peak, right? Like YouTube is not gonna, you know I mean they'll gain more users, but it's not like there's an untapped group of people who's not watching YouTube yeah. that you can strike gold with, right? Yeah. So if you want to get big, you have to take an existing user base and either add them to you or take them from someone, mm-hmm. right? And so, so it, it's. When we're looking at the future of of VR, right, you have this complicated tool chain, you have this incredibly technically difficult platform, and then you have a company that's investing ungodly sums of money in making these things easy for us.
6: Right.
2: You know, I I can see the argument there, which is like, if we're going to make your stuff run at 90 frames per second on mobile hardware that we ripped it ripped apart and put in front of your face <laughs> with two screens at the same time and we're going to build all these buttons and stuff like we did a lot of the work here right so you know we kind of want you to be locked in a little bit but.
1: yeah yeah and yeah a lot of those trade out like a lot of that that transaction you you write it all down it balances like that is a fair trade yeah it, but it doesn't always mean you're going to go for it
0: yeah yeah, right right
2: and yeah. and I think the counter statement is if if you want to go it alone, like Unity's out there, right? <laughs> if you want yeah. to really, really go it alone, C is out there. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, yeah. Like, go nuts. Have a have a ball, right? Mm-hmm. But it it, it all depends. it all depends on your level, right? So Alchemy, mm-hmm. we can we had uh when we launched Cosmonius High, we had 20 people, and we now have 50 some people. Mm. And um our launch cosmologies high at 30, some now we have 50 some. And so we, we have the might to do it, but if I were yeah. like a four, when Alchemy started in 2016, we were a four person studio, right? When we, no, well when we started, started we started in 2010. When we started the VR thing in 2014, 2015, we yeah. were a four person studio. It was such early days that literally anything you did was the first and was innovative, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and so at that point, you don't need the might, right? To, to continue, but I think to continue the innovation, you're going to need a lot. You just need a lot more. Yeah. Yep.
0: You've climbed. You don't mean to be a
2: downer. I think. I think. <laughs> you know.
4: No. Well, it's like I, any I think it developer. A little
2: down, but it's just. It's just like. It's just like so. So so to, to then let's let's play this out a little further, which should make people feel better. Almost <laughs> all the industries then eventually slide, and open source happens, right? Yeah. And and then it gets better. So if you look at like 3D modeling, right? Same thing happened. Mm-hmm. You had. An industry where you had a bunch of players and everybody had a completely different styles. Ah, it's all over the place. This is chaos, right? Daz 3D, like, I don't know, Pandas 3D, right? <laughs> Some guy in a back of his truck at a <laughs> selling you like a bunch of diskettes that make 3D models, right? <laughs> and then eventually it starts to consolidate and you end up with the auto desks of the world and you have this like very standardized 3D platform but it's very expensive and there's a lot of cost to you and then in parallel in 1997 this little piece of software called Blender kicks off mm-hmm. and you yeah, know 20 years later it eventually reaches a level of maturity where even big studios and movie studios you know VFX studios are going like hey maybe this Blender thing is the right way mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of the thing it's like at some point right? In the long game of economics, everything becomes a commodity, right? So at some point, you know, we're like, uh, now it's this because that investment is high. But at some point that stuff is going to become computing power will go up. Open source folks will figure it out. And then eventually like the VRTK that was weird and janky, the VRTK, the future will come in and it'll be like, oh, well, this is just as easy as it was to do Horizon. Yeah. But you know, it's open source now, so I don't need to like, Take on. I take on the MIT license instead of taking on the meta end user license. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I guess the the pessimistic view is like, well, it kind of has to get bad before those tools get good enough to draw away people. But it is a consistent pattern in a lot of different industries. Mm-hmm. And so it is something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I think like very quickly. Yeah, out there. Like, it, yeah. Th- these, this is just the way this is just the way that these these things go. And so for a little while, the cost is so high to get it there that it's going to go to the big players.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you're saying like, you know, it, it sort of ends on a downer. But I think a lot of times when you go down the rabbit hole at any topic and like, even when you were you were you were getting to some of those final points it's like, this is so applicable to so many other areas of game dev, mm-hmm. like not specific to VR or not specific to new technologies. And it kind of just is like, it's how every topic is the same is like game dev hard, yo, like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. And so if you're feeling that, then like, it's important to know that like, even the chief operating owl of Alchemy
2: yeah. <laughs> feels that way too. Oh, yeah, and I, I think that's a general, that's a general current trend for the industry. Right? Yeah, And yeah. so that, that, that's kind of like, what, you know when we're thinking things where our heads are does that mean again does that mean that bespoke games are going to go away absolutely not right but the thing is you, you can't look at a player base the size of roblox and just write it off oh yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, it's, it's, it's 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 now there right mm-hmm. you can't look at a player base the size of fortnite i'd argue that fortnite and roblox are on the same continuum that's one of those opinions but but i have those like a continuum of user generated mm-hmm. to like bespoke but still one like virtual world yeah but uh yeah it you know we see the push happening there.
0: the last thing we do whenever we have somebody on the show is we ask you know where can listeners find you on the internet but i want to preface that question by saying where can people find Cosmonia's is high on the internet and why should they go look it up
2: so uh Cosmonius has most fun presence on the internet is going to be our TikTok account. Nice. Okay. <laughs> TikTok. So that all the teenagers in well. the audience. <laughs> TikTok. Hey, for game devs out there. Oh yeah. No, I've TikTok. heard it. TikTok. Yep. TikTok. Yeah. That's all. there's there's no better. It's a it's a lot of work, right? I'm not going to pretend like it's not right. Because right, right. you're doing these vertical videos, play to the format, but. The reward is awesome mm-hmm. and the community there is super hype and it's so fun so TikTok account uh at alchemy labs and then we have cosmos high's twitter account we also have our facebook alchemy labs again um that's where you can find the site and then we have our discord you can come chat and that's alchemy labs discord um you can find that so uh i pop in there occasionally uh very occasionally, but we also have a lot of our devs. A lot of our developers are there. The cool. Algym yeah. is not a huge company, so we're, right, right. we're, we're all hanging around. Mm-hmm.
0: We will uh, link to all those things in the show notes. So I'm very excited for the Cosmonius High TikTok account. So I might have to go check that out tonight. <laughs> yeah. That's our show. For show notes and links on today's topic, go to our website, nicegames.club. Bleb. Visit us on Twitter at NiceGamesClub or Dale tweets about game dev resources and UV mapping. Like ultraviolet mapping? I don't know.
1: No, it's not as boring as it sounds, I promise. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. Um, we like hearing from you, so tweet back or email us. Contact at nicegames.club. Nice Games Club is on Patreon. Support the show and get stuff. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. And if you want to keep things more casual, just stop by nicegames.club slash discord and say hello. Next week, we'll be looking at inspiration from behavioral economics and Game Maker. But that's it for this week.
1: So, until we start again, remember to... Play nice...
0: Bleb. And make nice.
2: (laughs) Right, right. And you know they're going to know... What a cross button is, or a square button, or a circle button. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, by the way, the trigger is called the T button. Yeah, we have, and that
1: uh, comes from the move controllers, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we well, I don't know if they still call it in the PSVR two, but yeah, the move controllers were the T button, oh. and so we were like, "Come on, come on, it's the trigger." And yeah, like, no, 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 it is the T button. Oh yeah, okay. You, you respect the T button. Respect like, the T button. Right, <laughs> <welcome." laughs> <Yeah. laughs>